الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له إقرارا به وتوحيدا وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله الداعي لا رضوان ربي إفرادا وتجريدا صلى الله وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه تسليما مزيدا أما بعد معاشر المؤمنين عباد الله اتقوا الله تعالى أوسليز الله سبحانه وتعالى Indeed, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was sent as Nasihul Amin. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he was sent by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a complete deen. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, like all the other anbiya, they came with the same message. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says that indeed all the messengers, they came with the same message. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, before speaking about all the anbiya, he speaks specifically about Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he says, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ عزيز عليه ما عنتم حريص عليكم بالمؤمنين رؤوف الرحيم. Specifically speaking about Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, that indeed there has come to you a messenger from amongst yourselves, and it grieves him, meaning the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, that you should receive any injury or difficulty. And he, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is anxious over you. Imagine, this was the best of creation. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this was Khatamun Nabiyin. He was the seal of all prophets. But yet when his followers, yet when they felt pain, when they were slaughtered on the battlefield, when they were injured and they were tortured by the Quraysh, then this great being Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he felt pain for his companions. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he carries on and he says, that he Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he was anxious over you to be rightly guided and to repent to Allah and beg Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for your forgiveness in order that you may enter Jannah and that you may be saved from the fire of Jahannam for believers full of pity, kind and merciful. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he came with a clear message and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said I am leaving you upon a path of brightness that the night it's like it's day and no one will deviate from this path 
after I am gone except the one who is doomed. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he came with this hujjah and this wabayan. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he came with a clear message. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he mentions like all the anbiya وَلَقَدْ بَعَثْنَا فِي كُلِّ أُمَّةِ الرَّسُولَ أَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ وَاجْتَنِبُ الطَّاغُوتِ That Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he was no different from Isa alayhi salam. And Isa alayhi salam's message was no different from Musa alayhi salam. And like that every prophet until from the time of Nuh until Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam they came with the same message that worship one Allah and one Allah alone and stay far away and do not get close to the taghut, to false deities. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Tawheed is the greatest station, it is the greatest path that everyone can be upon. And know that shirk, ascribing partners with Allah Azza wa Jal, know that this is the lowest and the worst forms of action that a human being can be involved in. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the greatest sin. And it is the greatest form of oppression. In today's time, everyone speaks about oppression. That this country is oppressed, and this nation is oppressed, and this person is oppressed, and that person is oppressed. But most people forget that the greatest form of oppression is ascribing partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And no one speaks about this. No one speaks about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the oppression that people ascribe to Allah azza wa jal. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is ghani. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free. Yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need this and nothing will affect him. But know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord of the worlds. Know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is khaliku kulli shay. So it is the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he be worshipped alone. That dua be rendered to him alone. That slaughtering be rendered to him alone. That your salah be rendered to him alone. And all of your ibadah, it is for the sake of Allah and for Allah alone. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions and he says in Surah An-Nisa, Inna allaha la yawfiru an yushraka bihi wa yawfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala la yawfiru an yushraka bihi wa yawfiru ma duna thalik that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive shirk Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not forgive shirk wa yawfiru ma duna thalika liman yasha but any other sin if this person passes away on any other sin, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive him.
But as for ascribing partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then know that Allah azza wa jal, if you die upon this, if you die upon the shirk, then know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will never ever forgive you. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are many verses in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he speaks about this. There are many verses in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that mentions this. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says in Surah Fatir, verse number 36 and verse number 37, But those who disbelieve in the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for them will be the fire of Jahannam. Neither it will have a complete killing effect on them so that they die. Nor shall its torment be lightened for them. Thus do we requite every disbeliever. Therein they will cry, O our Lord, bring us out. We shall do righteous good deeds, not that the evil deeds that we used to do. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reply, Did we not give you lives long enough so that whosoever would receive admonition could receive it? And the warner came to you, meaning the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So taste your evil of your deeds. For the zalimun, there is no helper. So ya Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is clear. That the mushrikun and the kuffar, they will be in Jahannam forever. And they will cry out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they will ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just grant us some respite. Let us go back to this dunya. And we're going to worship you. Let us go back to this dunya. And we're going to do good. But now it's too late. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whomsoever meets Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as a mushrik, as a disbeliever, as someone that committed shirk, there's no maghfirah for him. There's no mercy for him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, فَذُوقُوا فَلَنَّ زِيدَكُمْ إِلَّا عَذَابًا In Surah An-Naba, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, so taste, and we know that taste. Right? Ask someone that lost his taste. He lost his smell. How do you feel? He might have a headache, he might have fever, he might have body pain. But the first thing he will tell you, I can't taste. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is showing you. And he's informing us. So taste. And this is because of the results that you did on this earth. This is because of your evil actions that you did on this earth. And no increase shall we give you except that you will be punished. The only increase that you are going to get is that your punishment is going to get worse and it's going to get worse. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, shirk is something that we as Muslims should fear. And not something that should be taken lightly. And warning against shirk, warning against this evil, is not something linked to a particular group. 
it is not linked to a particular country. It is something that the Ambiya, that all the prophets came and they warned the different nations about this. If you look at Nabi Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wassalam, Abu al-Anbiya, everyone knows Nabi Ibrahim. You go on Hajj, you speak about Nabi Ibrahim. You speak about Tawheed, you speak about Nabi Ibrahim. But see what Nabi Ibrahim says. The dua that he makes. He says, وَجْنُبَنِي وَبَنِيَّ أَنَّعْبُدًا أَصْنَى So this is not my words. This is no words of any group or any organization. This is Kalamullah. It's the uncreated speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A dua that a Nabi is making. And he says that, O oh my Lord, O oh Allah, make the city of Mecca one of peace and security. And he carries on and he says, Rabbi, O oh my Lord, and keep me and my sons away from worshipping idols. A prophet of Allah, ma'asum, sinless. But what does he make to Afu? What does he warn? Against, he warns against ascribing partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And like we mentioned, this was Nabi Ibrahim, a prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And if we look at one of the Salaf, Ibrahim At-Taymi, rahimallahu ta'ala, he says, regarding this verse that if Nabi Ibrahim felt that his offspring and the followers were not free then what about myself and yourselves if we look at Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam the Prophet peace be upon him he says that if you utter this dua well, let's just look at the dua. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al-kufri wal-faqr. Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min a'adhabin qabr. Oh Allah, I seek refuge. So this is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Khayrul bashar. Khatamun nabiyin. The best of creation. The seal of prophets. Rahmatun lil'alamin. A mercy unto mankind. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he teaches us and he informs us. And he says, that, O oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from disbelief. So what is disbelief? Ascribing partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is just one part. So saying that there's more than one ilah, there's more than one Allah. This is just one part of tawheed. But what about Tawheed al-Uluhiyah? What about going to the Sahib of the Qabr? And saying, Madad ya Abdul Qadir Jilani. O Madad ya Rasulullah. Aghithni. Save me. But then what do they say? But he's not making him an ilah. 
When the people, the generations after Nabi Nuh, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what does he say in Surah Nuh? وَقَالُوا لَا تَذَرُنَّ آلِيَتَكُمْ وَلَا تَذَرُنَّ وَدَّ وَلَا سُوَاعَ وَلَا يَهُوثَ وَيَعُوقَ وَنَسْرَ He speaks about five people. Five pious people. Time doesn't allow us to go into the whole story. You can check the translation of Ibn Kathir. In English, there's a narration of Ibn Abbas under this verse. He explains this in detail. So what happens? Basically, these five people, they pass away. And shaitan comes to the first generation and he says, MashaAllah, you know these were pious people, go visit the place where they were buried. So they go and they go visit the place. They pass away a new generation comes. And shaitan says, you know, every year on this particular day you must go to this particular place. And they do that. Generation passes, he says, no, you know, you need to remember them, put out some pictures. Next generation comes, you need to remember them, build some statues. The next generation comes, you need to venerate them, worship them, and make dua to them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say that they made him an ilah. They made these statues an ilah. No. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just explains that they prayed to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us. To look at one other dua. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, O oh Allah, to you I have submitted, and in you do I believe, and in you I put my trust, to you do I turn, and for you I argued. O oh Allah, I seek refuge with you, not with the sahib of the qabr, not with this pious saint. I seek refuge with you through your power. Not the power of the dead person. Not the power of the pious saint. I seek refuge through your power. There is none worthy, there is none that has the right of worship except you, O Allah, that you safeguard me against going astray. You are the ever-living the one who sustains, the one who protects all that exists, the one who never dies, whereas human beings and jinn, they will all die. Who taught us this dua? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentions and he says to us that indeed, the thing I fear the most for this ummah is the minor shirk. The companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, they asked the messenger of Allah, so what is this minor shirk that you are speaking about? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that this is arriya, showing off. And this arriya is a topic for its own, for another day. But the point that we want to highlight here is that the ulama, they have said that if the Prophet ﷺ told the companions that he fears that you are going to fall into minor shirk, so the ulama then asks, shouldn't you then be warned more about major shirk? If he warns you against minor shirk, then there's something major. 
And that is to ascribe or worship to other than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He mentions in the hadith and this hadith basically with Abu Bakr radiyallahu So Maqil ibn Yasar may Allah be pleased with him said that he came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and Abu Bakr was with him. And he said, oh Abu Bakr, polytheism enters your people more quietly than the movement of ants. Abu Bakr radiallahu an asked, is there a kind of polytheism besides associating anything with Allah? The Prophet peace be upon him, he said, by him who has my life in his power, Polytheism is more concealed than the movement of ants. Shall I not teach you something which if you say will eliminate minor or major polytheism? He said, Say, O Allah, I seek refuge in you lest I associate anything with you whilst I know it and I seek your forgiveness for what I do not know. O slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has mentioned and has explained in various ahadith this concept of fear in shirk and worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But again, before we end off, Why do you speak about this? Why is there a reason to warn about this? Khutbah after khutbah. You speak the same thing. Look at the statement of one of the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Hudayfa, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be pleased with him. He said that many people, meaning the companions, they would ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about khair, about good. But I would ask Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam about the sharr, about evil, so that I do not fall into it. Aqulu hadha qawl wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa lisairi muslimin min kulli dham fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafoorur rahim. الحمد لله العظيم الإحسان واسع الفضل والجود وامتنان وشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم عليه وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين أما بعد أوسلاز الله سبحانه وتعالى الله سبحانه وتعالى يمنشنز في البوك أو الله سبحانه وتعالى القرآن and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, Kullu nafsin maut, That every soul shall taste death. And one group of people is not free from this. And this is the ulama. Each and every soul shall taste death. And we see, my beloved brothers in Islam, that many of the great scholars of this ummah, they are leaving this world. 
The Messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says and he mentions in a hadith that Allah will not deprive you of knowledge after he has given it to you, but it will be taken away through the death of the ulama. Then they will remain ignorant people, juhal, who when consulted will give verdicts according to their own opinions, whereby they will mislead others and go astray. Muttafaqun alayhi this hadith is agreed upon. And here my beloved brothers in Islam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam is teaching us that when the ulama pass away, when the true scholars of this ummah pass away, you are going to be led by juhal. And we see that today. And let us elaborate and let us make one thing clear. That you stick to the scholars of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And you stick to the students of knowledge of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. And it doesn't mean that you have a BA degree or you studied for six years in a Darul Ulum or you have a PhD that you are an Allama, that you are a big Sheikh. Because in our times today you find that many people have PhDs, many people are so-called Muftis, but the fatawa that they give is contrary to the teachings of Quran and Sunnah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide and protect us from this evil. وَصَلُّوا وَسَلِّمُوا رَعَاكُمُ اللَّهِ عَلَىٰ إِمَامِ الْمُوَحِدِينَ وَقُدْوَةِ الْعِبَادِ اللَّهِ أَجْمَعِينَ مُحَمَّدِ بْنِ عَبْدِ اللَّهِ كَمَا أَمَرَكُمُ اللَّهُ بِذَلِكَ فِي كِتَابِهِ فَقَالْ إِنَّ اللَّهُ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ 